It's so good to be together with you today. Let's get into the word now from Acts chapter 28, verses 12 through 15, Amplified Version. We landed at Syracuse and remained there three days. And from there, we made a circuit following the coast and reached Regium. And one day later, a south wind sprang up. And the next day, we arrived at Puteoli. There we found some Christian brethren and were entreated to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome, and the Christian brethren there, having had news of us, came as far as the Forum of Apius and the three taverns to meet us. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and received new courage. From the time that Paul met Christ on the road to Damascus, He lived a life of courage and bravery through Christ. His missionary journeys reveal a man of God who was bold, a man of God who was determined, refusing to be inhibited by anyone or anything. He withstood Eliamus, the sorcerer face to face in Acts chapter 13. When he was stoned in Lystra and his disciples were mourning over his apparent corpse, he revived and courageously went back into Lystra in Acts chapter 14. Then in Acts 16, after suffering a beating in Philippi, he and Silas were thrown into prison, and around midnight with their feet in stocks, they began to sing praises to God. As one writer said, they gave the first gospel concert in Europe. Paul withstood the intellectualism of Athens in Acts 17, the corruption of Corinth in Acts 18, and the violence of Ephesus in Acts 19. In Jerusalem and Caesarea in Acts 21 and Acts 23, Paul was undeterred when facing the abuse of his kinsmen and the Roman governors. And he was absolutely amazing as he inspired courage in others during the storm and shipwreck described so vividly in Acts chapter 27. Then in chapter 28, we see Paul standing on the shore of what is today called St. Paul's Bay on the tiny island of Malta. His courage prevailed first through his unfazed dealing with a serpent's bite, and then through the healing of the governor's father and the subsequent ministry on the island. Three months later, when Paul finally left Malta, he departed more like a conquering soldier than a prisoner of Rome. And in God's eyes, he truly was. In verses 11 through 16 of chapter 28, Luke describes the subsequent journey onto Rome. They sailed from Malta, stopping at Syracuse in Sicily, from there to Regium on the toe of Italy, then Puteoli on the Bay of Modern Naples. From there, they walked the 224 kilometers to Rome. Now listen, about 68 kilometers outside Rome, the most wonderful thing happened. Christian brothers and sisters from the church at Rome had walked from the city to greet Paul at the market of Apius. Another 16 kilometers closer at the three taverns, others had traveled from Rome to greet him and a large group now to escort Paul into the city. 
the apostle had faced and come through many calamities to get to Rome. And now here he is, so near to the place that he had so longed to see. And being met by a part of the church to which he had written an epistle some years earlier, he encountered such love, this, this encounter he had with them, this touching demonstration of the love of the saints caused Paul to give thanks to God. And Paul found renewed courage to fulfill his mission in bearing testimony of Jesus in Rome for the final days of his life. Today we conclude on this Mission Sunday, we conclude our series on courage. Courage renewed. Courage renewed, part four. One of the most famous art museums in Europe is the Louvre. It's located in Paris, France. The Louvre houses 460 works of art and over 20 masterpieces and paintings renowned the world over. Of course, without question, the most famous painting of all is the Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci, which took him four years to paint from the year 1503 to 1507. The Mona Lisa has had the highest ever insurance value for a painting. Today, in 2021, the Mona Lisa is worth over 867 million U.S. dollars. They once ran a contest in a newspaper providing a prize to the person that gave the best answer to this question. And here's the question. If a fire broke out in the Louvre and you could save only one painting, which one would it be? Well, Tristan Bernard a French novelist, he won the prize with this reply. I would save the one nearest the exit. Now, this is not quite the type of courage we're talking about today. The courage we are considering on this Mission Sunday is to rescue the perishing souls of men. As mentioned earlier, Paul the Apostle wrote an epistle to the church in Rome. And he stated the following in verses 14 and 15 of Romans chapter 1. He said, love obligates me to preach to everyone, to those who are among the elite and those who are among the outcast, to those who are wise and educated as well, as to those who are foolish and unlearned. This is why I am so excited about coming to preach the wonderful message of Jesus to you in Rome. I want you to notice this statement in verse 14. From this, we're going to draw a great key, our final key and truth to see our courage renewed. Paul said, love, in verse 14, love obligates me to preach to everyone, to the elite, as well as the outcast, to the wise, and the educated, as well as those who are foolish and unlearned. Love obligates me to preach to everyone. The fourth and final key to having our courage renewed is to cultivate. Cultivate your love for God and love for people. Cultivate your love for God and love for people. 
One of the core beliefs of a Christian faith is that God is love. God is love. First John chapter four and verse seven says, those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. We can never outlove the one whose very existence defines love. For truly, God loves the people around me far more than I could ever love them. And if God loves the people around me more than we could ever love them, then doesn't it make sense to first and foremost pursue loving the one who can give us the courage to love others the way we long to love them, but so often fall short of? You see, the more I come to Jesus, who has this great love for people that goes far beyond anything that I can muster on my own, his love will slowly transform who I am, renewing my courage to demonstrate that love in ways that I could never do on my own. This is why we must first cultivate our love for God. Because more often than not, guys, I don't have the kind of love within me that has the power to transform communities and to transform culture. More often than not, I don't have that kind of of love within me. I, I, I must fall in love with God over and over again. I must cultivate that love for him. You see, the more I fall in love with God, his love will be available to overflow on those around me transforming them. As regards loving people, Jesus is our perfect example of what it looks like to be loving, for he lived a life of active love for those around him. Everywhere he went, he demonstrated the love of God. The love of God just poured out from him in healing the sick and casting out demons and setting people free by his great love that he has for people. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus meets a man possessed by evil spirits, having been cast away by the community in which he lived and worked in. His neighbors and relationships bound him in chains and left him to die in the tombs of the city. Their frustration and fear of this man led them to do the unthinkable by isolating him away from the touch of human relationship. He would suffer not only from the pain of evil spirits, but also by the abandonment of people he once called family, friends, and neighbors. But Jesus shows up. Hallelujah. Jesus shows up having crossed a raging sea to be with this man in the midst of his isolation. And he courageously does the one thing that had been denied him for so long. Christ boldly shows love in reaching out to be present with him. The man abandoned, the man left all on his own. No one wanting anything to do with him. Jesus crossed the sea because of the love he has for the hurting, for the bound, for the broken. And Jesus crossed that sea and 
begin to boldly show love and reaching out to be present with him right where he was. So in this year of renewal, may we, God's people, may we, his church, go forth to courageously advance his calls in our world. To wrap up, I remind us to have our courage renewed. We've considered in this series, number one, call to mind your position. Secondly, choose courage based on your conviction. Censor your input. Cultivate your love for God and love for people. Courage, call, choose, censor, cultivate. So be it in the name of Jesus. Amen.